Red Robinson's office. Ha <laughs> ha! Is Red in? <laughs> no, no, no. He's very seldom in. <laughs> or, or on. <laughs> oh, Jim. No, no, sorry. no. <laughs> We're not. It's a pleasure talking to you. I've had the the pleasure in the last few years. Oh, I guess uh, about eight years ago, uh, Harvey Corman came to to town. And I had a wonderful interview with him. What a wonderful, warm man! And uh, and Carol Burnett. A couple oh of years my ago. gosh! Well, you've you got two of the uh, three, yeah. Got two of the Terrific. three. So so when I called down to the center for the performing arts, I said, "Is it possible to talk to Tim?" And she said, "I'll phone and find out." And it's so nice of you to do this. And now here we are. My gosh! I tell you, <laughs> your, your entire team is complete. Now, is it true that Tim Conway got his first break on a radio station in Cleveland? Is that right? Um. First of all, I don't know whether he's still alive or not, but uh, if he is, I think that also was a lie. Uh, yeah, he did. He Well, actually, he was going to be a jockey, but uh, being frightened of horses and uh, <laughs> falling off as much as he did, he never made it. Never made it. So he got into show business. You're coming to town and uh, performing at the um, uh, Center for the uh, Performing Arts in Vancouver, and uh, and that's terrific, Tim. Now, over the years, have you been here to make movies or uh, television shows or anything? Well, I was stationed at Fort Lewis in uh, Tacoma, so I uh, guarded Puget Sound uh, for the war. And as you know, we were not attacked on the Puget Sound. Uh, so I feel that my contribution there was uh, quite vital. <laughs> and uh, spent a lot of time up in uh, Canada. Beautiful country, really oh, it is. is. Well, I like uh, the whole Northwest uh, is terrific. Yeah. Now, are you, do you make your home in uh, Tennessee anymore, or are you in Los Angeles? Uh, well, I never made it in Tennessee, but if, if you want me to, I will. <laughs> no, I'm in. <laughs> I my home was in Ohio. Ohio, uh, that's just right. Just a little spot outside uh, Cleveland, Ohio, a place called Chagrin Falls. Uh, they got the name by the, the the Indians were coming down the river. This is the story, and they heard this huge falls. And when they got there, the falls was much uh, smaller than they thought it was. And uh, so they were chagrined. Now, if you believe that, that's where I live. Oh, yes. And now I know why you're one of the great comedy writers of all time. Right. Now, that's that's kind of a hat that a lot of people, I don't think, listeners would realize that your contributions over the years to uh, the Carol uh, Burnett Show and, and others, not only from a, a performing standpoint, but from a writing standpoint. Yes, I was probably the best writer on the show. You don't know uh, anybody else, do you? No, so there you're you safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, well, I wrote a lot of stuff for Harvey and myself. So uh, then I, uh, you know, just kind of hung around. And Carol was doing. They were doing a, a season at that time was thirty three shows, and I was. Uh, I started guesting like at five, and then ten, and then twenty. And the, Carol said, "You know, why don't you just be a regular on the show?" And I said, "Well, I can't do thirty three shows a year because uh, you know that there are other things I'd like to do." I said, "I'll tell you what, I'll do thirty two shows a year, <laughs> and the last week I'll just uh, keep open." And she said, "Okay, that'll be fine." So the last week that I would always keep open, I would guest on her show. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, one thing I, I, I've always admired, I'm a, I'm a big fan of show business. I've been at this myself a long time. And and I recognized with you and Harvey Corman a relationship that uh, reminded me of uh, Jack Benny and George Burns. And George Burns. Yeah. Yes. What, no, what, on a personal level, was it that way, too? Absolutely, yeah. And, and I agree with you. You know, I, I was at Universal Studios one day, and Jack Benny was shooting a show there, and he came on to the lot with his brand new uh, Rolls Royce, and George Burns was with him. And Jack wanted to back 
this car, this brand new car, into a parking spot. So he told uh, George to get out and kind of motion him back, you know. Yep. So he gets in the car, he starts backing, 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 and bang, he runs into a pole. And George goes, that's good. <laughs> and Jack fell out of the car. Put a big dent in his car and everything, but to him that was worth it. You know, you're you're an amazing performer, uh, Tim, and uh, and you're talking about those those people that are classics. You you're a classic yourself. I've I've always admired you. And now my grandchildren know you uh, as Barnacle Boy. Barnacle Boy, yes, we're so thrilled. I tell you, <laughs> it didn't often you get to be Barnacle Boy. No, no, life. but but the point is, look how many generations that you've entertained. Yeah. You know, I didn't even know I was on Barnacle. I, I was Barnacle Boy until my granddaughter told me. You know, because you make these things in uh, <laughs> cartoons and you record them, and then they go away for a year or somewhere. They send them to uh, China to be drawn, and uh, so you forget about it. And my granddaughter was watching the show one day, and she said, "You know, I think you're that Barnacle Boy." And by golly, I was. <laughs> <laughs> you have something in common with a man that I still consider a great friend. Uh, I did a, a, a ton of national TV commercials with him, and that's Jonathan Winters. Oh, my gosh. And you know, I must have 150 messages. He calls me, I swear, about twice a week, and I never answer the phone because <laughs> I know it's him. And so I just record it, and I, I must have 100 of those recordings on this phone. I'm going to make an album someday for him. Even, and he calls even, it's a different guy each time. <laughs> he calls you his Marty a lot, I hear. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's no, great. But he you have really another is. thing in common besides being two great comedic actors, and that is uh, the fact that uh, every series you had sort of went uh, went south quickly. Didn't it, though? Yeah. Well, I, I was never comfortable being the head of a show. You know, I, I love coming in and doing whatever I'm supposed to do and then uh, going home. But uh, to come in and head a show, and it, it gives you an entirely different uh feeling about uh, the show itself, you know, so, um, yeah, I just, uh, one time I, I came in and one of my shows was canceled, and uh, Perry Lafferty, the president of CBS, brought me in and he said, you know, we got to cancel your, uh, your uh, hour show, and I said, I know, you know, that's the way it goes, and he said, but we'd like you to do a half hour, so I got fired, and I never got <laughs> off the chair, and I was hired again, <laughs> and I said, I want to make my first Christmas sh uh, show the Christmas show, because, uh, and he said, well, we can't do that, we go on in October, and I said, no, I said, I'll be canceled by Christmas, so I'd like to do it right away so I can get the kids on. <laughs> but, you know, with all of that, you did you, or have you still retained that license plate 13 weeks? Uh, 13 weeks, yes, yes. <laughs> then I got one uh, six weeks. I'm getting down to a news break, really. <laughs> well, you have, uh, uh, how many Emmys you got in the mantle there? By, uh, by, uh, six and a half. The, uh, the half? small one is for a, a local uh, Emmy they gave out for some show I was doing. Tell me about your show here uh, on Saturday night in Vancouver. Uh, do you do some uh, reflections like Carol does on the screens, or is it all just on stage like you do Dorf? Uh, ours is all on stage. Oh, good. Um, we do about seven or eight uh, sketches and some stand-ups, and there's a girl who uh, travels with us. Uh, she doesn't do anything. She just travels with us. <laughs> no, Louise Duarte is an uh, impressionist, and she is absolutely unbelievable and a guy named chuck mccann who uh, worked in new york for about uh, 25 years with the show uh and we just do sketches and have fun and it's a uh, family kind of show you you can bring the kids isn't that nice in this yeah. day and age yeah <laughs> yeah you gotta you got you gotta you're gonna do dorf you've got to do dorf i mean i that, do 
that has to be one of the most successful uh, uh, sales shows of all time, is it not? I believe it's up there. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, everybody said you can't do that. That the, the character's never been on television. Nobody <laughs> knows what you're trying to do or anything. But uh, fortunately, it took off, and uh, yeah, it's uh, and and we do it in the show too. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, yeah. But the one that always got to me, and who knows who knows what uh, causes your uh, funny bone to uh, explode. But every time you did that shuffling old man moving across on the Carol Burnett show, I'm on the floor. I'm on the floor. I don't know how you retained being you know sober with it all. <laughs> Well, you know, Harvey, when, when we started to do that sketch, uh, Harvey said, hey, wait a minute. He said, I do all the old men on this show. I do a great old man. And I said, he said, there's no reason for you to, to, to be doing the old man. So I said, well, let me try it. I had never done one before. So uh, he said, well, you'll never top mine, that's for sure. <laughs> so they had never seen me walk that way until we were actually taping the show. So Carol opened the door. I walked in like that. And as I was walking, I noticed that the rug was gathering in front of me because I was dragging my feet. And I thought to myself, if they don't stop this, uh, we're going to be out here for three days. So I really did it just to see if they would actually stop it and say, okay, come on, that's enough of that. (laughs) Quit horsing around and let's get to it. But uh, they kept it in, and uh, we did quite a few of those, as a matter of fact. Yeah, yeah. And and you earned the title. You know, I forgot to mention that when you were talking about, you know, having your own show. I think that was true with Jonathan Winters, too. You're always the uh, the best as a guest or as a second banana. Oh, and, yeah. And they called you uh, the best second banana in show business, and I believe that, Tim. I started that rumor, yes. Yes. Yeah, and, and it's still going, isn't it? <laughs> I got your press release, yes. <laughs> yes, thank you. Hey, thank you. Thank you so much for this, and I want to urge everybody to... Take in Tim's show at the Center for the Performing Arts in Vancouver. There are a few tickets left. A great theater, by the way. Uh, you'll really love this one. Aha. Uh-huh. No, the sound is great, and there isn't a bad seat in the house. It's a great place to be. Terrific. I'm looking forward to it. I'll look forward to coming backstage and saying hello to you and Dorf please and everybody. Please do. Please. Yeah. <laughs>